The Forum at 8 with Polani Guala. It is now, uh, 10 minutes now after 8. A very good morning to you. Welcome to the Forum at 8 here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, already SMSs, emails and Facebook posts on this issue here because today we're talking about the issue of fake metric certificates. Now, uh, SABC News investigation revealed that some of the students at the University of Venda uh, were using fake metric certificates and had gone as far as perhaps some of them actually had gone as far as the third year admitted given bursaries using these fake metric certificates uh, and uh, there was an investigation conducted by the university and 50 of the students were disciplined and some of them expelled from that institution so we will be talking about this issue uh, in a minute but uh, our reporter Tepamungwai spent some time at the university he compiled this report for us about 4 million rent is the amount of cash that the National Student Financial Aid Scheme has already spent on some of the expelled students. Many of those implicated have been on the campus for three years or more. The Bazari spends around 100,000 rent per student annually. I then asked students on the campus if they were aware of this scandal. Yeah, when we had rumors that they should drop out, go standard seven, and then here they are doing their first year, second year university. People will think that they were coming from the university which fakes some of the certificates. So, I mean, the companies sometimes will doubt us. I wouldn't say I know anything because I just heard like people saying this guy was doing for of grade 12 certificates because he was part of the SRC. It was easy for him to like do those things for registration for those kids. The university is currently verifying metric certificates of all students admitted from 2010. This means the figure could rise way beyond the current 50 that have already been confirmed by management. Dagarani Zanga is Director of Communications at the University. Uh, I would like to confirm that uh, after the investor of Venda realized that there were a number of students who were using fraudulent uh, metric uh, statements of results, the university management uh, decided uh, to conduct uh, investigations. A number of uh, students uh, appeared before the uh, disciplinary process and some of the students have been expelled from the university. Most tuition fees at the university are funded through bursaries, with NEFSOS being the main funder. According to the university's senior administrative officer, Tanyanim Pepu, there are plans to broaden the scope of the investigation to include graduates. So that is what the university is now intending to do, because we feel that... Uh, we, we need to go beyond academic year 2010, see if the university has uh, awarded degree certificates to students who do qualify. The University of Venda is blaming some members of its students' representative council for assisting students to gain admission without meeting proper requirements, Mpepu explains. So it, 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 it looks like there was a syndicate who was forging statement of results in a way that even school administrators and dean of schools couldn't be able to identify or verify the authenticity of the documentation submitted for the purposes of admission. It's highly possible that other universities could have also admitted students with fake metric certificates. The Quality Assurance Body, Umalusi, says fewer universities are doing proper screening before admitting new students. Umalusi's spokesperson is like Hidita Unyana. 
So unfortunately, it is not always all universities that do that. Our services are not always used optimally by universities, and we would like to improve the relationship that we have with universities so that the information that we have about certification, about qualifications that have been issued, uh, that we make it uh, that information available to to university. Recruitment agencies are also seeing an increase in the number of university graduates without senior certificates. Neomoloko is director at Mandatory Replacement. It's almost becoming a bit of a culture now where, okay, fine, I don't pass my matric or I don't pass my standard nine. I'll just try and fake my results or, you know, fake my certificate. Luckily, as an agency, the process that we have to put in place is that, you know, we'd have to check all our candidates and, um, at, you know, at, in some cases you find that we only find out right at the tail end, but predominantly you'll find out in the beginning. And like I say, it's very difficult to kind of blacklist these candidates. There are no punitive measures at the moment. And if the guidance would be given from high school that, listen, these are the implications, and if we had punitive measures, I think that would kind of curb it because it's becoming a culture and it's becoming a problem. As we've noticed as well, working class, there are people out there in the working class that don't have matrix, that have managed to actually get through the system. Some of them obviously haven't been checked by their employers if they've been employed directly. It's not clear what kind of penalties the university will consider against graduates that have entered the labor market with fake matrix certificates. I am Tepo Mungwai in Toyando, Limpopo province. Well, we'd like to hear what your thoughts are then. Has it become a culture, as we heard here from Neo Muloko, Director of Mandatory Placement? He says, it has become a culture now that, okay, I did not pass my metric. I'll just fake my results or fake my certificates. Let's get your thoughts then on this issue and also the implications broadly. Uh, send me your, th- your thoughts then at 34701. That's the SMS line here on the program, 34701. I'll be taking emails at gwalaxsabc.co.za, gwalaxsabc.co.za. A little later on, of course, also calls uh, on 089. 089- 1-104-208. Let me welcome my guests on the program this morning. Starting off by apologizing, we, we had uh, arranged to talk to Tagalani Zaga, who is the Director of Communications at the University of Venda. Just a short while ago, he's informed us that he unfortunately was involved in a car accident and won't be able to talk to us this morning. Well, we wish him a speedy recovery. Tagalani Zaga, uh, who is the Director of Communications at the University of Venda. My guest on the program, Dr. Mafu Rakumetsi, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Umalusi. Dr. Rakumetsi, good morning. Good morning, Kalani. Good morning to your listeners and thank you for having me. Thanks indeed for your time. Also, I'm Sulu Atata, Executive Officer of the National Students' Financial Scheme, NSFAS. Uh, Mr. Tata, hello. Good morning, Kalani, and good morning to all your SASM listeners. Thank you. Uh, Mike Kuboni is the Executive Director of the Corporate Affairs at Val University of Technology. Mr. Kuboni, hello. Good morning, Kalani, and good morning to your listeners. Much appreciated. Let me start with Dr. Rakumetsi. Are you surprised at what happened at the University of Venda? Well, well, I'm not surprised uh, because uh, this has been an ongoing challenge. However, there's been no noticeable increase in the last six months. Uh, We have been observing this trend for some time. That is why we offer verification services at Dumalusi, which we want to appeal to employers and universities. To, to utilize uh, optimally uh, so that they don't have uh, incidents like these. Hmm. Well, what do you mean you've been noticing this for some time? Are you, are you implying that there are other universities as well that may have a similar problem? No, no, no. We, we have not come across any, any universities. Just to illustrate the point, uh, in, in March alone of 2013, we verified 25,000 certificates. 
of these 25,200 were fraudulent. Hmm. 200 is worrying uh, for any organization to have, out of 25,000 that were verified in the month of March, to have 200 fraudulent certificates detected is problematic for us. So that was all in March alone? All in March alone. Now, the problem with that is that your spokesperson earlier on said to us that fewer universities are fact-checking with yourselves. So it implies that there could be a lot of people that are going through the system without being checked. The universities uh, can register with us for verification services. Uh, it is up to them to, 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 to do that. We don't compel them to do so. We have a service available to them. I am aware that... Uh, some institutions already have a contract with us for verification, but it is not all institutions that do have such an arrangement. Yeah, but the point I'm making is uh, we heard Laki Didawinyana, the spokesperson of Fumalos, saying, unfortunately, not all universities check with yourself. So if in one month you found 200 uh, fake metric certificates uh, out of 25,000, then it means a whole lot of metric certificates out there may be fake but have not been checked with yourselves. Are there any other places to check the, the authenticity of these metric certificates other than yourselves? There, there, there are a number of verification organizations who, who interface with Umalusi because Umalusi is the custodian of all the data. It's not only universities, a number of many other institutions. Universities could be working through those organizations, but there are universities who are working directly with us. And I'm saying if universities are not working with any of the agencies that have a contract with us and are not working directly with us, that would imply that they are confident that their processes are, are temper-proof, you know, uh, in terms of uh, how they scan the, the certificate, how they check the, the security features of the certificate. Because the but certificate but how, how is that possible? Have got security features. But how is that possible if they don't check it with you? How can they be temper-proof? How can they know uh, if they don't check with the authority that has got all the data? I do not want to speak on their behalf, and I don't want to compel them to be verified with us. I cannot force them to do so. If, if they are not checking with us, then uh, they should be able to answer why are they confident uh, with their processes. But do you have a view uh, about whether there could be any other place where they check other than yourselves? I mean, I know you're saying they could be using agencies, but if they don't use agencies, then it means they take people who don't have metric. Uh, SACWA is South African Qualifications Authority, another body, but even SACWA itself would still verify with humanity. SACWA itself has got a contract with humanity for verification services. Right, let me bring in uh, my other guests then. Uh, you have a situation here, Mr. Daga, where uh, you may be funding people who actually are not deserving. <coughs> yes, Kolani, I think just to give a... Mr. Daga? Yes, Kolani, just to give a brief background, this matter has been brought to our attention by the Department of Higher Education and Training. And we're working with them in terms of getting into the root of the problem. I think from the perspective of NETFAST, we will follow the investigation very closely because we want to find whether these um, people that have been funded have indeed been deserving students. Because the scheme, the NETFAST scheme, is to fund two categories. It's to fund academically deserving and financial need students. Therefore, if these individuals were not academically deserving, therefore there should be implications in the system. Our best is they carry a, an incentive, which means if you do pass,
you will then get the credit, which means if the university, through its own investigation processes, then determines that these were not indeed valid passes because they were not even supposed to be at universities, then there will be implications in terms of the personal conversions that have taken place in our system. We'll have to work with the university and mainly work with the demand of higher education and training because the issue of fraudulent metric certificates, as it were, does not only affect the financial aid, it has got broader implications. As you have uh, uh, alluded earlier, there could be people that are already working that have got these metric certificates. But for us as networks, we're concerning ourselves with the funding decision. Did we fund people that were deserving? And if, if, the, if the answer to that question is no, we have to find a mechanism to reverse the incentive that we have given to people that don't deserve that incentive. But why would, the, Mr. Dago, why would the answer be no? Is it possible that uh, your checks and balances are also weak and they, they may be allowing people who are not deserving? The, the way the system works, Kalani, is we, uh, at NSFAS, we work on a wholesaling model. We, uh, we allocate money to the universities and give them guidelines that this is your 200 million university of vendor and you must find students that are academically and financial needy, and you must fund those students. And therefore, the, 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 the question of verification of uh, whether a student is indeed a student is done at a university level. And we then get the, the list of the verified students by the university, and we rely on that information from the university. And then we pay the university to credit the student's account. That's why we don't have a system that sits behind the university to also verify the, the students. Hmm. And I'm talking about the current system. I'll probably, as we discuss, uh, talk about what we're now doing as NSFAS to try and mitigate some of the problems that we've picked up in okay. the system. Fair enough. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But, Mr. Kuboni, let me bring you in. Uh, perhaps then, uh, you, you know, from, from a higher education point of view, why would this be happening? What are the problems? Uh, Tolani, thank you for, for putting me on, on your program. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I lost you because I was cut off, I, I didn't hear the, 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 the uh, part of what my other of guests the, were saying. Of, of your discussion or what the guests were saying. But, but talk from but, your, from your uh, institution's point of view. Firstly, do you have these problems? Have you identified these problems at all? Tolani, we haven't um, uh, identified this problem. We haven't had any cases that we have actually that has come forth for us to, to, to warrant action. But nonetheless, we have some processes and procedures that we have in place already at the university uh, to try and, and, and make sure that we don't experience such problems. I'll explain uh, this process in, in a very uh, briefly. Mm-hmm. Firstly, when students uh, are, are, are applied at, at, at VUT or Valley University of Technology, normally will require statements or probably they'll, they'll, they'll apply based on their reports. Mm-hmm. That is state number one. Then we select them, and then we, 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 we respond to them that they will be uh, admitted on, on, the, on, the, on the different faculties or programs. And then on the day of registration, when they, they actually come to register at the beginning of the year, it's when that we demand the metric certificates that they had to produce. Mm-hmm. And then on producing that metric certificate, then we register them on the program. Yeah. What happens immediately after that? The students will be then run about March, April. We then take all those students' uh, numbers as well as their what call uh, metric certificates, and then we contact SACWA to verify whether these metric certificates are really authentic. Okay. If not, we found that 
some of the students have been uh, registered on the program, we immediately kick them out, immediately. That's the process that we, we, we do. And then the last stage of, of, of the verification will take place when the student is being notified that he or she is uh, uh, eligible to graduate for the uh, different certain uh, uh, program. Mm-hmm. And then on that stage, which is on the last stage, we do again do the verification and then on completion of that verification, then we, we, we award the degree. Okay, so, so you use the South African Qualifications Authority? We use uh, the, that authority uh, to our benefit to verify. The, the and all your students are, are checked against the, the South African Qualifications Authority? We do check, yes. Or yes. Twice in the program? First, when they register, and then when they, before they, they graduate. All right. Uh, let's open the lines here, find out what South Africans, especially perhaps people uh, within the universities that may share some thoughts with us, but also people recruiting and generally the South Africans. What are your thoughts on this issue? Um, as, as we heard a little earlier on, some of the people suggesting that it's become a culture, um, quite a bad culture, one uh, would say. Uh, but your thoughts then, 0891 Let me read SMSs. I'm going to come back to my guests in a minute. Um, there is someone who says, if someone can pass his degree exams without passing matric, uh, should such degrees be demanding matric as a prerequisite? Chances are that, are that the students uh, cheated through the degrees also. That's Nelson in Tartan. I've got a lot of people, by the way, talking about um, this process here. Uh, somebody says, name, shame, and charge with fraud. That's Rolf Newpen. Uh, also, fake qualifications are a huge problem. Even fake overseas degrees. That's Tandy. Uh, those, and maybe I should ask uh, Dr. Ramuk. To respond to what Tandi is saying, fake overseas degrees, fake qualifications are a huge problem. Do you agree with her? It could be a problem, but that is for, for SACWA to respond to because it is SACWA that also verifies uh, overseas qualifications. It is not humanity that does that job. We, we only are limited to the certificates that we issue, like the metric certificate and other certificates that we, we issue to Malusi. Most worrying is that students manage to get to third year without a matric. It seriously calls into question the standards of degrees at the University of Venda. That's Ken in Pretoria. And another one says, look no further uh, than uh, around uh, South Africa generally for the certificate, says somebody. Joseph says it shows these students were born inherently with criminal tendencies. It's cultural to be criminal. I wonder how many whites were involved. That's according to uh, Joseph. Uh, well done to the University of Venda's admin in discovering these fraudsters with fake matrics certificates. It could be happening in other universities across South Africa. That's Joe in Bombela. If some one uh, of the students have passed first year and are doing third and fourth year, then our matric certificate uh, does not predict potential to pass or fail at university. Uh, says also another SMS. Um, let me go to the lines then. Janus in Cape Town. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Kalani. Hi. Uh, to solve the pathway problem, I think that all the university colleges, technicons, should have a pre-exams. So we are going to eliminate them by, because at the moment, you've got a matric certificate and you're qualified to go to the, for the study. And some of the university, uh, the higher levels, levels of, the uni, of education, some lower. So uh, according to that, the university should eliminate that issue of, of uh, uh, having that certificates or the, uh, diplomas or metric results, which, we, uh, which maybe can be fraudulent. And I think that that issue is quite deep and quite bigger than, than people think. Um, so all the university, they should have a pre-exam. And for 
Vincent, they should choose the best one. Some of the metrics results are also the, the students go after two, three years, go, uh, go and try to study. They forgot many things. So to eliminate these things, the university mm. should, should elect only those who got the knowledge, okay. not only the, the certificate. Well, Janus in Cape Town, thank you. Prince is a lecturer at a university. Good morning to you, Prince. Good morning, Polani. Hi, Prince. Thanks for your call. Your experience yes. for us, please. Yes, Polani. Good topic. Great topic. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. Yes. Uh, listen, the concern that I, I've always had with regard to the admission at the beginning of the year is, is that when we admit at the university, we are admitting using the statement of symbols. And the statement of symbols, they do not have any kind of security features. They are just black and white documents that have been released. And I think that one can easily be opened to be forged. Because at the end of the day, we do the admission using that. I don't know if perhaps the department or Umalus can indicate when do they actually issue the certificate. Because I think they issued them so late. I was wondering with the guy who was saying they do cross-check perhaps by February or March, whether by then the certificate will be out. Because those statements of symbols just black and white easily forged and i think that one is something that i've seen and i felt that it could easily open our systems all right thank very important very point thank you very much prince uh, in Bye. the eastern cape lecturer at the university uh, i'm going to ask uh, uh, dr ragumets then to come in about the processes here but also uh, fact check that with mr mike kuboni uh, of the val university of technology there are a couple of sms's as well for you mr kuboni that i would like you to respond to a little later on the lines are open 0891 104208 but for now, uh, let's go to the news and Vabakshini Chetty with the latest headline news. Thank you, Rob. 26 minutes now before 9 here on AM Live on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Of course, we're talking about that uh, fake metric certificate scandal. Um, our reporter, Tsepa Mungwai, rather, spent a bit of time at the University of Venda and spoke to people there, found out about these 50 people now disciplined and expelled from the institution as a result of this. And we're taking your thoughts then. What's to be done about it? Uh, 0891104208, also um, 34701. That's the SMS line. Uh, Gwala, uh, let me go to Dr. Ragumetsi then. Uh, you, you heard uh, Prince just before the news headlines talking about some processes that delay uh, the issuing of certificates and may very well make it difficult for the universities to verify the authenticity of whatever results they've been given. Prince is right. Prince is correct. Um, the, by the time the students get admitted at the universities in January, February, the certificates are not ready. Uh, the investors rely on the statement of results issued by the different provincial departments or the independent examinations board. What then happens is that Umaris only issues the certificates in April, and it, it cannot issue certificates until the Department of Education has given the data to Umaris for the issuing of the certificate. In other words, after Umaluzi has completed these quality assurance processes of the qualifications, mm-hmm. the council would then issue certificates according to the directives, qualification directives that have been approved by council. We, we maintain a secure database to ensure that up-to-date candidate records of certificates issued is maintained. Now, it is up to the universities to interface with Umaluzi in this process to check whether the candidates, the students that they have at their institutions have authentic statements of results, have authentic uh, certificates by the time they are issued. Our certificates have serious 
security features. For instance, when the UMAR certificate is held to the light, the paper will reveal an Umalusi watermark. Mm-hmm. And the old certificate will uh, reveal an authentic watermark. Now, and also, when, when looked at uh, through the magnifying lens, the border displays the name of the council continuously. Okay. The co- National Code of Arms is printed on the top end of the certificate with a numeric logo at the bottom of the certificate. All right. Now, what is important to note is that those security features are not easy to duplicate with a photocopy, be it a modern high-tech uh, color printer. You, you cannot reproduce such a certificate. So they need to verify with us. We cannot issue the certificates by January. There's a lot of verification that we have to do between the department and okay. ourselves before we can issue a certificate. All right, Mr. Kuboni, please come on on that, because I would like you to respond on, on, the, on the processes of Umalusi and how then they make it difficult for the universities to verify uh, on time. But also there's an SMS here directly for you that says, Mr. Kuboni is not really telling the truth. Nothing goes to Sakwa. There is uh, a Hemis audit. He should rather talk about that. Uh, H-E-M-I-S. I, I've never heard of this. What is this about, Mr. Kuboni? Uh, Hemis pro- project is, is, is a program that is used by universities to rank, especially the universities, in, in terms of their research outputs. It's called the Hemis program. That's what I understand about that program. But nonetheless, let me, uh, uh, I, I would concur or agree with, Prof, uh, sorry, with Dr. Rakometi mm. when he says, Umalusi, what they normally do, they issue statements at the beginning of the year. It has been that case for, for, for many years, but uh, over and above that, I, I think what the universities has to do, as, uh, as Dr. Mafo has just uh, said, is that we need to take uh, precautionary measures because the, the statement, as it looks, uh, uh, one, I think Prince mentioned it on that, any person can actually uh, duplicate or, 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 or manufacture that as a statement, which is true. That's the reason why at Valley University of Technology, around about May, after the students have registered, we request students to produce the original certificates, which we certify on our, on our campus, and then we keep the copy. And then those students who haven't uh, uh, produced the certificates, we also request that uh, they produce the certificates, which we send for verification at SACWA, just before they get their graduation, I would call it degrees. So that's the, 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 the measure that we take okay. we have just to make sure that we actually are on the safer side. We'll bring Mr. Dagda in a while. He wanted to talk about what they now are doing then from, from the NSFAS's <coughs> point of view about uh, also trying to ensure that it's only deserving students that, that end up being get, or getting this funding. But let me take some calls here. Len in Cape Town has been on the line for a while. Len, hello. Nice. Uh, Thank you very much for holding. Hi, good morning. Yeah. You know, I've, I've listened very keenly to what the gentleman has said with regards to the security aspect of this whole thing. Um, I, I see this as being a two-sided fraud. Fraud by the, the students involved because they knowingly made application and they were uh, then accepted by somebody at the varsity who in all probability has also committed fraud and has actually um, uh, gained financially from it. So, um, in effect, this entire discussion is totally nebulous. The people involved have got to be immediately thrown out of varsity. They've got to be charged with fraud. 
And that is the only way you're going to put a stop to this. And because it comes down to the honesty and integrity of these students. They knowingly uh, went into varsity illegally. So the well, honesty and integrity is gone. Mm. All right, Len, I thank you in Cape Town. By the way, um, I see that uh, Graham Block, who's an education specialist, has sent an, uh, an email that, that says there's a conference right now. I'm not sure if you knew about that, Dr. Argument. There's a conference apparently um, at Owatambo International on exam fraud and irregularities. It's a big problem, and it's given their context paper. Uh, uh, do you know anything about that? I've heard about that conference. Yeah. Uh, I should be hearing... Um, staff members attending or even, uh, I suppose the point there. about it, though, is that it's a big thing and, and it's involving everybody and everyone is looking at how we can sort this problem once and for all, if we can. It is a big problem, but you see, on the side of Umalusi, the necessary precautionary measures have been taken. We, we use special background certificate people with a number of security features. Uh, you know, just like... Uh, what you have with the, with the bank notes, in the same way as you have with the bank notes, the bank notes that we use have security features. And the, the, the Umar certificates have similar, if not even better, uh, security features that have to be utilized so that whoever will just admit a student without verifying and without checking those security features is irresponsible, to say the least. Umar has also produced an illustrated booklet called the certificates, umalusi issues, which serves as a useful guide uh, for, for verification. Okay. This booklet is available at Umalusi. All, all interested parties can just uh, uh, call Umalusi or write to info at umalusi.org.za and ask for this booklet, which okay. will guide them to say what kind of certificates do we, do we use, what kind of certificates have we issued over the years, who has been signing the certificate. Just illustrate the point. From 1992 to 2001, the then CEO, Dr. Fred Khaled, was signing the certificate. His signature is very clear. It's clearly as Khaled. From April 2001 to December 2008, Dr. Pelu Olona, the former CEO of Umaris, was signing the certificate. Okay. From January 2009, I have been signing the certificate. Okay, all right. So there are many security features that we have on the certificate. Okay, let me, look, let me look at some SMSs. Let me look at SMSs. I'll come back to you in a minute. Um, somebody says, why are we surprised? Our whole culture is now based not on what you know, but on who you know. Our top officials command huge sal- salaries without any proof of competence or responsibility. We are a society which thrives on fraud and corruption. Our president evades prosecution by fraudulent reasons, which Despite court orders, he refuses to hand over. Our youngsters are learning the tricks. That's Ivan uh, on SMS. Another one says, the same student leaders, the SRC, are highly likely to be national leaders of the future. Uh, looks like the, n- the non-corrupt government we were hoping for won't happen anytime soon, says an SMS. Ernst says, forget metric. The real rot is at university. Uh, Liz in Durban, um, oh, he's talking about Zimbabwe and the amount of money that uh, they will be getting from South Africa. Another one says, government departments and education systems need link with each other, uh, more so as, the, as to ensure that when a child completes matric, they have information and that is widely accessible to them. Uh, if the media reported that the trainer for the South African CAR fallen soldiers had fake qualifications too, what do you expect? That's shown here in Johannesburg. Another one, can someone explain to me the awarding of an honorary doctorate to a person who has never been to university or without matric and a person 
person completing university without matric that's van on in the Eastern Cape. It's a disgrace indeed. It reminds me of Ungoye University of Zululand way back. Same problem. Companies shouldn't take graduates from Venda University now until they clear themselves. That's Brian Kumalo. We complain that our matric doesn't prepare students properly to further studies. Here is proof. Some of them are now graduates after failing matric. That's uh, an SMS as well. Right. Let me go to Mzwandile here in Johannesburg. Mzwandile, hello. Uh, Bob I think that SMS that you have just read now is the same as the one that you read before the 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 the, 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 the news, yeah. which is what I was going to say that rather than us concentrating on those people who who have fraudulently went into the university, we also need to come back and look at our educational system. For the message that somebody can be found doing uh, his or her fourth year at the university, having failed metric, that means there is something wrong with with with, with our education. Because if if our 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 our, our university education uh, uh, is stronger than than than, than the, the, the secondary education, which is uh, metric and stuff like that, that means those people will not have been where they are today. So that means there is something wrong with our education up until we address our education. Yes, everybody is angry. Those people must be fired and all of this. But what I can say is that they those will finish their 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 degrees. Let them go back to 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 do their metric because at the end of the day, the NSFAS has spent a lot of money in terms of educating those people. Who's going to pay back that money? Right, that's Mzondele here in Johannesburg. Greg and Gachiso, good morning. Just a quick one. Yeah. Recently, I came across a metric certificate. It was issued in 2009 as per the certificate, but it's issued under the old emblem of the South African Certification Council and not Umalusi. I, I, I suspected the certificate was fake, and I contacted Umalusi, their national learner registration database, to verify this because I wanted to actually take action because I know the people that uh, seem to be having these certificates, and I wanted to notify the police, but they couldn't help me. They told me they're not going to help me. They can't verify that certificate. I, I didn't want any information on it. I just wanted to know if it's a valid matric certificate issued by the department. That's all. Just so hold the line, Greg. Don't put the phone down because Ragumetsi, please respond. All I'm saying is that Umadusi does not have national learner records. Uh, it is SAPA that has that service. National learner records will include uh, uh, qualifications that have been obtained uh, through all learning institutions uh, in the country, even beyond the scope of Umalusi. When you, you verify through Umalusi, you'll get help. But we, we don't take people who call individual. They have to go through the agency or through SAPA. They will be able to verify. I don't and understand that. Why? But why is it? Issued why, but why is it? Of arms in 2009. It is a fraudulent certificate. But I cannot speak with authority here. My staff who deal with these things on daily basis will have to check our system against what the, the colleague will provide and pronounce on whether it is authentic or not. All right, but explain this. You say you don't, you don't take calls from individuals. You go through institutions. What? Just say that again. Look, our verification service deals only with agencies and institutions and not individuals. All right, so... so and we mm-hmm. charge a fee, can I just explain? We charge a fee for verification. And the verification process is also audited to say how many certificates did you verify? And the auditors will come and say, you audited so much and you are supposed to have received so much money for verification because we charge a fee for the service that you offer for verification. But isn't that difficult? Because if, if, for instance, and I'm making an example, if the SABC wanted to check if I have metric, can the human resources practitioner directly pick up the call and call you to say, does this person have metric or not? 
Now, that will be that will be irregular in that it does not fit into our systems. And the auditors would query that to say we are giving information to whoever comes. It has to come through the agencies that have a contract with us. Those agencies could be private agencies that have a contract with us, universities and employers who have a contract with us. And then we are able to track. That's why I'm able to give you the statistics for March, because you are able to track to say there were 25,000 inquiries, and of those, 200 were fraudulent. Otherwise, if anybody can just call, it would be difficult to 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 track the audit the audit trail of what we have been doing. Ketelo Kulu at uh, UCT Medical School says we need to be honest with this issue. Our previously disadvantaged universities need to shape up themselves. This is mostly seen in most of them because their processes of admitting students are very tedious and not clear. Most of them don't admit students using a rigorous process like any prominent universities, like for instance the UKZN, UCT, Witz, Stellenbosch and so on. In these prominent universities you wouldn't see students queuing in January looking for spaces because admission is done on time around May and December, then in January they register students. University management must do their work appropriately and enforce institutional culture in their admin personnel. Otherwise, we'll keep on talking about this issue. Do you agree, Mr. Dagda? Is this where you get most of your problems from, from the previously disadvantaged universities? No, I don't have evidence uh, to that effect, Olani, I I, I must admit. I think this is uh, a, a rare uh, situation that has come to our attention, and we don't have evidence whether it, it happens in previously advantaged or previously disadvantaged institutions. But what are you doing then to ensure that you give the money to the deserving students? What are the measures that, that you're putting in place at the moment uh, from the NSFAS's point of view, Mr. Doctor? One of the things that we're actually engaging on, Tolani, is to um, move away from our wholesale model to more of a retail model, which means NFS um, centrally will now be approving uh, uh, loan and bursary applications for, for all students across the country, which is across all the 23 universities and the 50 FET colleges and their campuses. And therefore, it means that we have to have, now have a rigorous system of, of checking the information that we receive from students, because now the information will be processed on a central database. We have already engaged with the Department of Basic Education to get access to the direct uh, metric results data after the results have been published. And we're also in a process of linking up with, with uh, Umalusi and Sakwa so that we can link up to that uh, data. That means now we'll have two levels of verification. So the one level is we'll now get the results directly from SOLS. And the other level of verification is we'll now have the university because we'll only be funding students once they are registered at a university or an FET college, which means the university will be doing its own verification of the, of the information, but will also be getting the data from SOS, which is the Department of Basic Education database, and, and later on from Umalusi or Sakwa, as, as, as the case may be. And this is going to help in, in terms of making sure that we've got a robust process in terms of loan, loan and bursary applications, and we give bursaries only to valid students. And we're linking up with other government databases. And one of your callers has made this point that government needs to link up its databases. We are already in talk with Home Affairs to link up to the National Population Register. And we're in talk with other government agencies to link up to their databases. Because from the side of the National Student Financial Aid Scheme, we are accountable for the financing decision. We, 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 we're spending taxpayers' money to make sure that we finance um, academically deserving and financially needed students. Yeah. And we, we try and do our best to make sure that these are the students that have got the potential 
to succeed. Okay. Therefore, we need to, to verify that this is indeed uh, someone who has passed metric and this is someone who has been admitted to a university or an FET college. All right. This system, this system is going live for in 2014. As, we, as, we, as I'm speaking to you now, we're busy with the process of preparing for the, um, the, the application process through this new system so that we will now have a, a second layer of checking the information that comes from the students. Okay, and the lines, by the way, are still open. 0891104208, We still have time for, for a couple of calls here. Because, Mr. Denza, again, for a simple mind like mine, it, it just seems very simple to, to link the information that you have with, uh, with uh, Omalusi and so on. But wh- why is it such a difficult process? So that if I come to you and say, listen, I think I'm a deserving student, I, I, I've, I've passed metric, um, you just punch the computer and you're able to see, oh, okay, this is the guy who passed metric. In, in, in the current system, Kalani, the, the decision to award a loan is taken at each individual university. Therefore, it is the discretion of each individual university to verify the information that is in front of them. But now, in, in, in the system that is kicking in in 2014, the decision to award the loan will be taken centrally by the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. Therefore, we have made a decision that we want to verify that information from source. And individual investors might have taken different decisions on the reliability of the information on paper. Some universities, as uh, the CEO of, Ma- of Umalusi has alluded, some universities might decide that they want to verify with Umalusi directly. Some might want to rely on the paper that they receive. But from the side of the student financial aid scheme, we have decided that we want to go back to source. We want to verify the information at source so that when we now receive the, the list of registered students from a university, we can query if uh, there is inconsistency in the information that we have on hand. Let me read you some SMSs here, because I think there are really some interesting ones. Um, uh, Kenny Mugon in Midrand, for instance, says, if you take their degrees because they did not pass metric, what are you then saying about education itself? Is it about acquired knowledge, or is it simply following bureaucratic processes uh, to be deemed knowledgeable? And I'm going to ask the doctor here, Dr. Ramukese, to respond to that. But here's another one as well that says, the debate is again lopsided, Instead of blaming uh, the fraudulent students who falsified their metric results, as usual, the debate is blaming the Department of Basic Education, NFSAS, uh, universities, and everyone else. We seem to always blame the victim after the crime. Students also queue at previously advantaged universities like University of Joburg. Let us not prejudice previously disadvantaged universities unfairly. Uh, that is from Hope in Johannesburg. But you see, it's interesting that Hope is raising this issue of blaming students. Yes, it is important to blame students, but it is also important to say uh, institutions such as Umalusi, such as universities, have checks and balances in place to ensure that it's only deserving students that get the kind of money that is put aside, taxpayers' money put aside to assist these students, but also to ensure that they progress through the academic institutions. Is that not the case, then, uh, Dr. Rakumets? My sense is that if you, you fail a trick, and you get to a university through fraudulent means, there is no way you can succeed at university except going through fraudulent processes year after year in terms of how you pass the first year, the second year, third year. There is no way you can say that you can pass university education. It does not make sense. It does not make logical sense. Um, the learners who have passed through the University of Vendor, having failed metric, have not passed through fair means. 
It's interesting that, because... That's, that's my position. Yeah, there's, there's even a clip of somebody there who says some are said to have dropped out at standard seven. There is no way in which a person who has gone up to standard seven can proceed to university. That's common sense. We don't have to debate it. We don't have to get into an academic debate about it. It's just common sense. All right, let's take Pindila in Pretoria. Pindila, good morning. Hi, Colin. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for your, for your call. I'm good. Colony, I have worked at an academic institution, one of the academic institutions in Pretoria. Yeah. And I think the challenge is that um, administrators are the ones who are capturing the results in the system. Instead of capturing an F or a G, I will capture a C or a B. Hmm. Automatically, the system will qualify the, the, the learner or the student. So my proposal is, why are they not linking, integrating the system? When the results are taken out from a Department of Education, automatically they go to the tertiary institution so that no administrator, no human being can do the tertiary. Right. And immediately you interfere with the system, it will not allow you to do that. And Colani, another point is that not only Department of Education or NSFAS, but also have open as labor. No system can be linked, starting from the Department of, uh, what do you call it? Um, the Department of um, Basic Education. All right, oh, Basic yeah. Education. All right. Pindil, thank yeah. you. Uh, uh, Dr. Rakumetsi, my cynical uh, view about what she's saying is that the reason why you wouldn't, as Umalusi, uh, propagate the integration is because you need to make money out of this. Now, if you integrate it to universities and universities are able to access this information uh, from, from their offices, they won't pay you. All I'm saying is that there's already integration. At the time of the release of the results, when the minister released the results in January, universities get data from the Department of Basic Education on the students who have passed. That is why universities are always anxious to know when are we releasing the results, because there is that interface between the universities and uh, the department. Now, the, the, the interference of, of the officials at the university could be problematic to say they get authentic data, even at that stage, from the department. What do they do with it? Do they deal with it as in an authentic entity? No, but Dr. No, let's quickly wrap up here because I'm out of time. But I'm, I'm just envisaging a situation where I walk at UJ, I walk into the office, their administrative admissions office, and, and they say to me, what is your ID? They, I give them my ID number. And immediately they are able to access your data as, as Umalusi without having anyone in between uh, interfering with the information. Umalusi is giving a service and it has to charge for that service. And that is it's the problem. It's going to be for free. And if they want to interface in that way, they must pay for the service. Have a contract with us and interface with us. Okay. Right. I've really got to wrap it up here. I'm out of time. Dr. Mafu Rakumetsi, the Chief Executive Officer of Umalusi. And, and also I would like to thank Msulwa, the Executive Officer of the National Students Financial Aid Scheme, as well as Mike Kuboni, Executive Director of the Corporate Affairs at Val University of Technology. Thank you for listening to the program. Thank you for your input as well, SMSs, emails, and calls. And I would like to thank the team. Uh, they put it all together for us this day. Our producers, Misho Shandale, Tracy Bumgard, Ronald Piri, thank you, Mabasu. Senior producers, Lungele Mabaso and Zenat Abdul. Technical producer today, Mark Prella. Forum producer, Jake Mukoma. Executive producers, Busichan and Oprasichia. My name is Tolani Gwala. We'll be back reporting for you again 6 to 9 tomorrow. Here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Coming up to 9 o'clock, news time with Vabakshini Chetty afterwards. Morning talk. Cheers from all of us.